Hey, I'm Danny Levy, and you're listening to Digital Transformation and Leadership. This is the show where we go behind the scenes with today's top business leaders to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. This week, I'm joined by Cyril Cortlevin, who is a global professional and TEDx speaker at The Change Mindset. Cyril, welcome to Digital Transformation and Leadership. Hi, Danny. Really happy to be here. Yeah, really happy that you've been able to, to join me on the show finally. And uh, you're dialing in from Europe today. Yes, I'm in uh, Belgium uh, okay. from Antwerp. So um, before we start, would you be able to quickly introduce yourself and what it is you're doing? I'm working uh, as a professional speaker. So I deliver talks on the topic of the change mindset. Mm -hmm. What I try to do is help uh, organizations to make change a little bit easier, but more simple because you have a feeling that a lot of uh, change projects are really complicated. So I call myself more a simplifier. What are some simple things that you can do to uh, make change a little bit more simple and yeah. i'm coming from the domain of creativity and innovation so mm -hmm. i gave a lot of training in creative thinking i facilitate a lot of brainstorming sessions so i've always been in the area of uh, creativity innovation uh, and now the last i would say six seven years i'm really focusing on uh, on the speaking so larger mm. groups uh, also working on international level and I love it. Fantastic. You must have been missing it a lot, the in-person experience over the past kind of year or so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've sent out, I think a week ago, I sent out a newsletter and mm -hmm. I counted how many days I didn't have a real-life uh, meeting. I think it was around 405 days. I only delivered online sessions. Mm -hmm. I've been a few times to a studio, but... Uh, yeah, I hope at the end of this month uh, that we can go out again and uh, and meet some real people. That would be nice. Yeah, and and you mentioned around simplification. I'm a big fan of simplification. I mean, we're going to get into the change mindset a little bit later. But why do you think it is that people often do overcomplicate things? It has something to do also how our brain works. So mm -hmm. we human beings, we love thinking in patterns. And what happens if, if we get more, we get smarter and smarter and, and we also have the technology and all the, the digital transformation is happening. But sometimes we still go back to systems that we already know, procedures that we already know, and we build something onto it. So mm -hmm. instead of going back from scratch, which sometimes might might be relevant and smart, we just built another layer on something that we already know. And and after a while, if you do this more and more, mm. certainly in large organizations, you build a system that's so complicated. And it's it's really hard to go back to scratch at that moment because so many systems and, and procedures are connected to that system. I think that's that's the reason. So then okay, let's come up with another layer and another way to to make sure that we can still operate but but we're i think it would be smart if a lot of leaders would have the guts to really yeah, simplify things and mm. and maybe sometimes it can be really good to to start from scratch and look if we can build the ideal system how would we build it at this moment not mm. looking back at the the legacy that we that we created uh before yeah so, so just before we get into the topic, I thought we'd break the ice a little bit. And I know you're a very creative person. Wanted to ask you, what's the most creative thing you've ever done? Done a few things, but I think the, the biggest one that pops mm. up immediately is I've been uh, a few times to the Burning Man Festival. Okay, yeah. The Burning Man Festival. I don't know if, if you and your audience have, have heard of it. It's a festival in mm. uh, Nevada, US, in the middle of the desert, <laughs> which is... Which, <laughs> it's already quite quite special yeah. but how it works it's 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 quite interesting because the the whole festival and i call the festival but it's it's a mixture between between artworks music um 
most people are dressed up. It's a kind of a community that's that's built there for for one week. So it's uh, normally at the end of August, beginning of September. Yeah. For one week, around fifty thousand people uh, gather in the desert, where you have a lot of artworks in the standing in the middle of the desert. It's just going to that place is already quite an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's at, at quite a distance from uh, from bigger cities, mm. and then during a week, all kind of workshops are happening, going from mathematics, looking at the stars, uh, improvisation, eye gazing. Um, there are even workshops like walking naked for beginners. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know there was an advanced. <laughs> I haven't. We haven't found advanced yeah. for yet, but it's okay. it's quite crazy because during the day you can you can walk around. Like I said, people yeah. are dressed up, so you're walking or biking. You can't. You can go there with a car, but you have to park your car at a certain spot, and then for one week you can only walk or or use a bike. So sometimes you you you're walking or biking, and suddenly Elvis appears in front of you. Um, and you have a story with with a stranger for for two <laughs> hours. It's yeah. The, the, I have to say this was absolutely one of the the most creative things uh, that I've done. Yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned you've been a few times. Mm. Okay. Yep. I've been uh, I've been three times. Okay. The first time, I think the first time, the first four days, I was just walking around looking and being amazed what's possible but the festival is also built on on some principles uh, that you really have to participate so they say mm-hmm. we we don't want visitors we want only participants so they want that you do things that you meet people that you uh, yeah maybe also organize some elements there's no money so during mm-hmm. that week you can't buy anything i think there's one place in, in center camp you can buy a coffee but that's the only thing you can do with money so it's all giving um leave no trace is mm-hmm. quite a big thing uh, so if if you have some dirt or something you immediately clean it but you can even have it can happen that that you get uh what they call a whiteout you know okay. that, that was a kind of a storm mm-hmm. and suddenly you have to hide somewhere in a tent with somebody and then they say yeah how long does this last it could be 10 minutes it be, could be 10 hours it could be three days so <laughs> it's it's quite you have to be quite flexible mm. and, and open to be there but it yeah, was yeah. a great experience if you don't want to go with the flow it's maybe not the place for you <laughs> it might be stretching yeah, it yeah. Might be stretching. yeah. yes <laughs> fantastic so the topic we're going to get into for today is the change mindset a survival kit for professionals in a digital change um so so it sounds really interesting and um very aligned with the with the podcast here so i mean your mantra is don't mind the change Ch- change your mind so kind of what do you mean by that and would you be able to talk the listeners through it yeah so when i say don't mind to change change your mind i have a feeling that most organizations they focus 99 percent of all their efforts money time on the change itself mm-hmm. and they miss the opportunity to um maybe also support their employees in getting better in the change process itself for example if there is a new um you have new it software it's very logical that that the organization will spend time on uh, communicating about the new system giving training about the system helping setting up a help desk uh, and, and making sure that people are using the system which is logical and, and absolutely also common sense so we would definitely recommend to do it but sometimes we miss the opportunity to help people to yeah make change a little bit more more simple for them because change is difficult you know we human beings we don't like to to change or we like to change a little bit but not not that much um 
And what, what happens is that all the efforts are only on, on the change itself. You also saw it with, with the whole pandemic, again, which was very logical at that moment. The digital transformation got a massive boost. It was <laughs> amazing because I know a few, uh, I had some chats with a few people in organizations who were saying that they were trying to work more on, um, you know, or to to work from home or to mm -hmm. give people uh, more a chance to, to have their meetings online. And for years, it was not working, it's not possible. But then the whole pandemic came and in, in one week, you know, the whole world was, was digital. Yeah. So all the efforts and all the energy was indeed going to how, how can we make it happen? But I think at the same moment, it would be nice if we can help people because change will will be there all the time. It, it, it's the only constant that's that's happening. So how can we make it a little bit more easy for people? How mm -hmm. can we help them with with a mindset to to support them in, in saying, you know, the next change will come. We don't know what it is at this moment, but if you apply these skills, it will be a little bit easier for you to, to cope with it. And I have a feeling that we don't spend that much time on, uh, on the mindset. So that makes it sometimes, um, I think it's a missed opportunity. So don't mind the change. Of course, you should mind the change, but also spend time on, uh, on the mindset. Uh, helping people to, to be a bit more agile. I think it's really on supporting them with, with some skills, mm -hmm. some skills to be a bit more creative, a bit more open, uh, help them with looking from a different angle at, at certain elements. What we were talking in the beginning, you know, most of us, um, we, 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 we've built systems and procedures that we know and we always go back to the same uh, things and we don't only have them in organizations we also have them in our own minds you know we have built yeah. up a lot of patterns and systems how our brain is working and if we can train people that you know and 90 percent of the, the the time i would say trust the logical thinking or even 95 percent of the time trust logical thinking do what you normally do but I have a feeling that the world is changing faster and faster. So we also need to have skills. If the logical way is not working anymore, how can we make sure that people can switch a little bit faster and, and that it doesn't take so much effort, that we don't have to fight the resistance uh, that much. And I think we can do that by uh, yeah, focusing a bit more on, on some skills to, to become more agile, um, and it, yeah, for me, it works in every domain. You know, you're, you're mm -hmm. mainly in, in this podcast talking about the digital transformation. Yep. Technology, of course, is also just an enabler. You mm -hmm. want to do something faster, better for a different target audience. Also, there it starts with a mindset. And what you start to see is that some people, at least in, in my feeling, that you have people who really embrace it. You know, mm -hmm. they go along with the new technologies, they adopt new strategies, they adopt new processes and work in a different way. But you also see that the gap between people who are not doing it, who are still stuck, you know, they, they work in, in a very modern organization, but they're still filling out their Excel files and then they make a copy paste. And those people are also still around. And yeah, we would be amazed that that's still a large part of the people is, is working with workarounds while the technology is already there to do things in, in, in an easier way. And that also has something to do with the mindset, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. And do you think, um, Cyril, do you think that companies or maybe leaders, should they be doing something different um, either before they, they roll out a, a certain technology change or digital change? Or, or during the rollout, should should they actually be doing something different before you talk about the actual people being able to adopt and embrace the change? Should they be looking at it in a different way or, or thinking about it in a different way or communicating it in a different way? Yeah, I think they can definitely have a role in the beginning phase mm -hmm. to to create a context where, where they um, make sure that people 
get get those skills or at least have, have the opportunity to to practice some skills um, indeed communication is already really important because sometimes the change is just happening there is a new manager there's new ceo and then a lot of people are already tired of all the change that's coming and they say ah we have a new ceo so probably things will change and what we sometimes miss as leaders is communicating exactly okay what's the reason why mm. why are we going in 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 that direction and one interesting element that i found is that some most of the time people are still spending or leaders are still spending time on the giving the reasons why change is happening but what they sometimes forget is that they they don't talk about uh, the status quo you know yeah. a lot of people like to stay in the status quo they 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 don't want to change you know they're they're used to the way of working that they have at this moment and if we can show people or even better let them experience the pain of the status quo you know because the situation mm. where we in at this moment is also not perfect there, there are a lot of disadvantages and if we would stay in that same state probably in a year you know a competitor would have taken over and, and yeah. we, we've lost a lot of market share so most of the time we only focus on the fancy things that could be possible if the change is happening if we work with this new technology if we go in this direction but we human beings we like to to stay in the same position and i think it could also help to to say okay look the situation where we're in at this moment what are the disadvantages and let people come up with oh yeah it would be helpful if we could do this kind of process in an easier way hey mm. wait a minute we have new technology that makes it possible of course it will take a little bit of time a kind of learning time to get used to the new uh, way of working but once we we get it it becomes a new pattern it will become uh, easier and we don't have the disadvantages of the situation where we are at this moment so we think certainly in, in setting the scene creating a context i'm quite sure that leaders can do uh, can do a better job mm. so what you're actually saying is it's yes it's important to look at the, what will change and what what the company and the individuals will have to do differently to make that work but actually turning it on its head and saying if we don't make this change this is where we could be in six months 12 months we're going to lose market share we're going to lose revenue um, yes. we're going to lose customers and almost then talking about these are the personal implications for you if that happens because at the end of the day people kind of only really care about themselves yeah absolutely yeah. and it's it's a combination of both it's absolutely and i think Probably you can you can uh, focus a bit more on in what direction are we going? What what does mm. the future look like? But what I've seen in, in change project that they don't even they they didn't even mention the current situation, and I think yeah. it's absolutely important to to also explain that. And and what you said, make it personal. What's in for me? Why mm. should I change? Hey, wait a minute. You can you can work in a more relaxed way. You can. Uh, the, the the pressure will be a little bit off you can you can focus on different tasks oh that's interesting you yeah. know and the engagement will be will be a bit higher hopefully yeah yeah again if there's, there's personal implications if you don't do it but then if you do do it as well you can automate oh. things it frees you up it lets you be a bit more strategic yeah. look at other areas of the business and, and these are very long-term benefits for a bit of short-term pain in terms of changing something absolutely yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess how can we how can we adopt this change mindset that you're talking about? What's the kind of most important things we should be doing? Yeah, so that's indeed the next step. So, what mm. what are elements where we can focus on? And for me, I told you in the beginning, um, I call myself a simplifier. I yeah. love simple things because I believe that with with simple solutions or with with a few guidelines, a lot of times you can already cover or solve 80% of the solution. And of course, we need more complicated or uh, other elements to, to fine tune. But if we have a few basic rules that already really helps to, uh, to realize our goals. And for me, if we talk about the change mindset, there are three pillars that uh, 
okay. that are important. And those are yes and act. Yes mm -hmm. and act. And let me explain you a little bit more because this is very simple how I say it at this okay. moment. Yeah. What what it means, what's what's behind it, and and hopefully also the the, the people who are listening that you can mm. immediately apply it because I love to make things also really pragmatic and, and easy to use. So what's the yes? The yes stands for suspend your judgment. We human beings we have a we have a tendency to judge very quickly. We immediately have an opinion about yeah, almost everything. If they just say the word rain immediately i'm quite sure that you have positive or negative associations with with word rain and and but i'm just saying a word now there's also words in the same way if uh, if you talk about ideas you know mm -hmm. if somebody comes up with an idea says hey maybe we have to try this what happens in our brain our brain is immediately going to look would, it, would this be positive for me or negative for me and we would give come up with reasons why it's not working or um, things things that are blocking us and I call those expressions I call those idea killers so mm -hmm. for me those idea killers are all kind of expressions like yes but we've already tried it we don't have budget uh we 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 don't have the time to do this it's not working here in singapore we are too small we are too big so <laughs> i'm quite sure if if i would ask uh, people who are listening in at this moment what are some typical idea killers that are happening in your organization i'm absolutely sure that everybody can come up with with three or four of those expressions because they are everywhere you know it's it's i guess it's connected to the to humankind that yeah we want to stay in the status quo we want to to behave like we're doing and those things immediately pop up a lot of times in an unconscious way and mm. uh, the person even hasn't finished uh, the idea that they want to share and we always say yeah but we don't have money we always have tried it so what I try to do, and this is the, the first exercise what you can uh, can apply, mm -hmm. is how can we go from a yes but to what I call a yes and. Because if you go into the yes but, what happens is you immediately stop the whole inspiration. You immediately stop all the creativity. Yeah. Um, if you would go into the yes and, suddenly instead of thinking in, in problems you think more in opportunities what could be possible um, so an exercise that that I uh, sometimes do is that I give people the opportunity for one minute they go into the the yes but mindset okay. so something comes up an ID we want to go on a holiday and uh, one person saying hey let's go on a holiday to belgium and then the other person would say yes but the pandemic is still going on we can't travel so that person comes up with with an excuse with an idea killer and then that mm -hmm. person has to come up with a new idea hey but maybe we're in uh, maybe we can meet each other in, in singapore and then uh, I would say, yes, but I've already been many times to Singapore. Yeah. I know the area already. And what you notice is that immediately the story always stops after the ID killer. Then the second part of the exercise that you go into a yes and mindset, you would say, hey, let's go on holiday to Belgium. Yes, and I will bring home my family. Yes, and we would do a tour around Europe. Yes, and and what happens is you will notice that the, the energy goes up, mm -hmm. but we will also come up with more and more ideas. And and I agree, some of them they are they are not realistic, you know, they are they are probably a little bit crazy, but that doesn't matter. Because what we want is we want to create a kind of openness where new ideas can can um can grow or can come into can come into existence we don't have to um, do them yet we don't have to put them into implement implement uh, them at this moment but we just we are gathering possibilities uh, that might inspire us and i call this sometimes the 
uh, three minute rule. Mm -hmm. So if people are sitting in a meeting or you have a, a meeting later today, uh, let's say that you have 10 agenda points, I would recommend nine of them logical thinking. Make decisions mm -hmm. what you normally do. But maybe there is one agenda point where you could use some creativity. At that moment, you know, maybe mention, hey, I've heard a podcast with Cyril, Belgian guy, and uh, he, he challenges us to go for three minutes in the yes and mindset. For three minutes, so on the topic that you have, you come up with all kind of all kind of ideas what can we do you've all the time you've all the money you can do illegal things it doesn't matter you mm -hmm. do this for three minutes after the three minutes you look at all the ideas that you gathered and then you you don't have to use all of them you just pick the ones where you, where you think hey wait a minute this could be quite interesting actually for this target group we, we could do something like this and you make a combination of some of the ideas that you uh, came up with yeah and you will be quite amazed it's such a simple exercise but normally we don't allow ourselves unless you know it's a big brainstorming session then we use those kind of methods but we can easily integrate them in a normal meeting you know and spend three minutes the last three minutes on on a certain topic where where we want to have some creativity and it works people are amazed about the ideas that can pop up in uh, in such short amount uh, amount of time so that for me is 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 the yes so start with if you want to be more creative if you want to accept change a bit more make it mm -hmm. a little bit more simple suspend your judgment then the and stand for a and d stand for uh look at the world from a different angle okay so most of the time we be we look at the world we a lot of us are experts in a certain domain so we approach the world and the challenges that we face from that point of view which is again very logical and common sense so absolutely do it you know that's that's why yeah. you hired but don't do it 100 percent of the time because sometimes the logical way is not working and at those moments we need to we need to focus and look from different angles um, at a certain topic and one um one exercise what you can do there Mm -hmm. is on purpose that you put on a different hat. So, for example, if you're working in marketing and you have, um, let's say, you were, we're organizing an event, uh, we want to uh, target a certain, or we want to, to find a new group, we want to also target on uh, a different audience that we normally don't have. Normally, we have, we have businessmen, 40 plus and we want to have some some young people uh, just from college 25 mm -hmm. between uh, and 30 how can we approach them then what you do normally if you put on your hat from marketing your marketeer you would say ah oh, we've done this in the past and we've done these kind of activities but probably those activities are for the target groups that you we're approaching before yeah so that moment let's put on a different hat and you say ah oh, maybe we are from human resources what would somebody from human resources do to uh, approach that group ah oh, they would use social media they would do these kind of things and you just write down all the ideas that you got and then you go to logistics what would somebody from logistics do Oh, logistics are oh, probably they would they would hire a bus and they would uh, drive around and then people could can get on on the bus and, and we would drive them to the conference center okay mm -hmm. and you use and again you can be quite creative here you use different uh, doesn't have to be real at this moment but you put on those different hats and that might already help to come up with some new inspiration and you could go a few steps further. Yep. I call this method WWXD, WWXD, which stands for what would X do? And X could be a different department. X could be different country. You know, how would we approach it in Singapore? Uh, how would somebody from South Africa, what would they do to solve a problem? What would somebody from New Zealand do? What would somebody from Iceland do to solve uh, a problem like this? And then 
again, you could take a different approach and say, okay, different brands. How would we're working at this moment? We are a pharmaceutical company. What would, how would a company in a totally different industry solve a problem? What would mm -hmm. Ikea do? What would Harley Davidson do? What would McDonald's do to solve a problem? And what you will notice if you put on those, those different hats in your imagination, yes. it's a lot easier to come up with some, some new ideas, new ways of thinking. And then again, you make a selection. Are there elements, are there ideas that really trigger us that uh, maybe we can use part of it to, to go in a certain direction? Mm -hmm. And maybe an easy way, um, Danny, is, is, is just if you want to practice the skill, make sure that you talk with different people from different organizations. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the beginning, we were mentioning that more and more organizations are also going to co-working spaces, mm -hmm. spaces instead of having their own office. I think that's great because at that moment you're meeting people from totally different industries. And sometimes just having a little chat at the coffee machine and saying, oh, we're doing these kind of things in our organization. Oh, we've approached it in this way. So just having conversations with people from outside uh, your organization already help to to improve the skill to improve the skill to look at the world from different perspectives yeah i guess yeah. things like social media and maybe cross industry events or summits as well give Absolutely. you that exposure don't they to to what Absolutely. maybe your peers are doing in a similar role but working in a totally different industry yes yeah. Yes, that's indeed what what and I think it will become a bigger area more and more a whole cross industry, because a lot of times problems that you have in your organization or in your industry, they are already solved in a different industry. You know, they are mm. better at. So let's have a chat with them. Let's let's look at them on purpose. But a lot of times then those idea killers pop up again and we say, yeah, but that's a different industry. It's not working here. Yeah, but we can we can look if we can find some inspiration. We don't have to do a copy paste. We we have to adapt it uh, anyway. So for me, this is also a skill that you can practice. You know, almost every day, just walk outside and and look at the world and 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 look at inspiration from from different spaces. Have conversations with different people. Uh, that helps and then for me the last step here is the act and the act mm -hmm. is yeah, you have to get into action you have to you have to do things you can talk a lot about of ideas but you have to you have to experiment so at this phase i would i would uh, recommend people instead of just making plans you know we're quite good in planning and, mm -hmm. and, and making schedules and setting milestones and sometimes we're spending hours days weeks on creating the perfect plan yeah and nothing wrong with with a rough plan but don't spend weeks in it what i would recommend is take a nano action and mm -hmm. what's a nano action a nano action you have only limited amount of money and limited amount of time so for example you would have 10 Singapore dollars or 10 euro or 10 dollar, you know, whatever your currency is in your country. And you would have one hour of time. Why those two? Those two, a lot of times they are um, the biggest idea killers. We don't mm -hmm. have time. We don't have money. You know, that comes back in every industry. Yeah. I think everybody can find a small amount of money and everyone can find one hour of time uh, during a week. Then what I would recommend is what's the first step that you can take to see if your idea has potential or not so instead of sitting behind your desk writing uh, a proposal or, or a new plan maybe mm -hmm. you should pick up the phone you know you should yeah. call a client and say hey we're thinking about this what's what's your opinion about it and maybe that client is saying hmm interesting uh, can you tell me a little bit more and then you take the next nano step maybe you you write your rough plan on an email and you send it to the client and the client is still enthusiastic and the next step could be i'm going to involve some colleagues and and see how we can make it happen or we make a prototype or and what happens is by creating all those kind of small nano steps nano yeah. actions you're already building up 
uh, to a mini business plan. You know, this mm -hmm. is the whole way of working in, in agile, you know, with the sprints. But you can even do it on a, on a smaller scale. A lot of people think that agile that only works in in more digital environment. No, you yeah. can you can take nano actions uh, everywhere. So, and this is a good tool to immediately bring it into reality. So you mm -hmm. have an idea, you immediately go to the real world and you check it. And sometimes it works, it's a success, and sometimes the nano action is not working. Mm -hmm. and maybe this is one of the last things, you know, also to, to share in, in, in this part. Sometimes if it doesn't work, it's a failure, but failure, it has a very negative connotation. Mm -hmm. uh, so what we've done, we came up with a new word, and the word is a nearling. A nearling. Okay. And what's <laughs> a nearling? A nearling is something that you've done with the right intention, which has not yet led to the right result. Yeah. So you you took a first step, but the result is not what you expected. But you should be proud of it. You know, there is a whole, and you know, certainly in Asia, it's it's still quite big. There is. You know, nobody likes to fail. If, if, if you have tried something that didn't work from the first time, mm -hmm. people look at you and, and people are risk averse. You know, yeah, we're, we're not going to do it. But you should be proud of it because mm -hmm. if you have a nearling, at least you've tried something. Yeah. You know, you've, you've put it into reality. Other people are still sitting behind their desk. They're thinking about it in, in theory, but you've already done something. Mm. Of course, you should learn something from it. You know, the next time I'm going in a different direction, uh, maybe it led to something else that was yeah. successful. So maybe the team got stronger. Um, and in life, we need a lot of nearlings for, for a few successes. Mm -hmm. So by using this word that doesn't have a connotation yet, um, it makes it hopefully also a little bit easier for people to to share their kneelings. You know, mm -hmm. Most of the time you only share our successes, but if you can also share what went wrong in a certain project, we, we can learn from it and we can improve it. And uh, So these are for me the three big steps. Yes, and act. Suspend your judgment, look at the world from a different angle, and, and take more nano steps. And, and also accept the nearlings. Learn mm. from from things that don't go perfect the first time. And that helps to build up a skill set to uh, yeah, to make change a little bit more simple. Yeah, I love those three steps, uh, Cyril. Uh, I like the way you go from yes in terms of suspending judgment. So you're kind of creating that environment that fosters those ideas, even the, even the crazy ones like you mentioned that you've got to maybe not, not put through, but you get the ideas out there and then you can spend your time going through optimizing and picking and refining the the ones that you like, um, yeah. looking at things with a different perspective. So it's not just your department, your organization, your company. It's really going much wider, your country, um, bringing in all those different viewpoints. Maybe someone's already solved something, like you said, that's going to save you a ton of time. Uh, you don't have to tackle that problem if you've got that open mind. And then actually then acting, putting it into action. And I like you're talking about kneeling. I think that's a great expression. But um, I think as well, if you're doing something in a more controlled setting, you've almost got that permission as well, haven't you, to go off and test and, and run yeah. with it. And if it doesn't work out, then you're doing it on a small scale. It's not like yes. you've, 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 you've gone through a very expensive procurement yes. process, brought something in, it's been very time intensive, and then the failure does become, or the, the nailing becomes much, yeah. much worse. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's indeed, I would say, make sure that you have nearlings on the nano level. Yes. You know, indeed, on your small steps, because then it is it is part of a learning process. Mm. It is, um, sometimes we think that, that with innovation, we have to do it right the first time. No, that's why it's called innovation. We don't yeah. know if it works or not. So uh, try a lot of new things. Yes. Yeah. And even do you, would you even recommend maybe sometimes the company isn't even ready to trial something? Sometimes actually you can just go off. Nowadays things are quite low barriers to entry. There's low friction and cost points and a lot of things. You can actually just go off and, and test it yourself on a personal yeah. level and then Absolutely. come back with uh, some of the proof of concept or the data points to maybe then go into a more nano exercise in the company. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with it. I would even... Um 
the 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 expression of sometimes it's is better to ask forgiveness instead of asking permission mm. that's also true here you know the world is changing so fast i think we need people who who have the guts to try things on, on a very small scale mm-hmm. see what works because then indeed you're building up a kind of a business case yeah. and then you go back and take the next steps and i can imagine at some moments you have to invest time and money but then at least you've already tried a few directions you already know probably this direction is is uh has more potential yeah i absolutely agree i think this podcast would never have come into into fruition if i hadn't gone off and tested it myself at the beginning of the at the health pandemic last year yeah, and yeah. probably you had your nearlings. You had, you had things oh, that didn't I've, work. I've had, I've had many nearlings throughout my career, not just the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'd have to do a separate episode about my nearlings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for every for every nearling you have, um, or every five nearlings you have, you probably have one success, and, and that yes. then pushes you and takes you forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So, Cyril... Um, I guess for the listeners out there that are in charge of large organizations or organizations that are um, putting through a, a digital change at the moment or are trying to, to put forth um, new initiatives, do you have any specific recommendations or tips for those leaders? Yeah, and I, and I would say, because it's indeed we're talking about digital transformation, mm. I guess every transformation that's happening at this moment has a component of digital you know, mm-hmm. we're living yes. in a world that's so connected. So it's, I'm quite sure that, that everybody can uh, relate to it. Yeah, one of the things that he said in the beginning is indeed creating a context, which mm-hmm. is really important as a leader, that you don't only say, this is a change that needs to happen, you need to take those actions. No, you have to explain the why, you have yeah. to explain why the current situation is not good anymore. And some of the elements that might help is indeed um, creating awareness if you want Mm -hmm. people to uh, that they become better at change that that you have less resistance is indeed create awareness about the mindset create awareness that we human beings think in patterns so maybe um, you could give some some examples what what would be possible if they go along in certain uh, changes and i would i would take the lead uh, for example if you the exercise that i told you about uh, the three minute yeah. rule yeah i would recommend in your next meeting give it a try you know mm. use a leader take the last three minutes or five minutes to take a certain topic that is relevant and, and explain, okay, for three minutes we go into the yes and and just do it. But I think it's important that you take the lead. Mm-hmm. And the same same thing for, uh, for example, a nearling. If you want to create a culture where people are a bit more open-minded, where you want to make sure that people learn, that they even learn from failures or nearlings, yeah. you, you have to, because it's not easy for for people we we don't normally we don't like to to share something that didn't work mm-hmm. but then again take your responsibility as the leader and and you start with giving a personal example hey ladies and gentlemen what i've done this didn't work but what i've learned is this is there somebody else who also as an example so you have to show a bit of vulnerability but that really gives you a lot of power to to help people to overcome their own barriers and, and their own yeah, shame is probably a word that's that's too big, but that they can overcome uh, their resistance to share something that went wrong. So as a leader, maybe spend some time on in sharing your own nearlings in a, in, a, in a context, you know, make sure you're not going to start shouting it around but create yeah. a context where you say people want to learn more from each other mm-hmm. this is a big project we are going to work on what i've learned from a previous project is this and this and this and i should have done this better what else are our tips and tricks what we can do better the next time so what you do is is i would call it or it's in the category of uh, walk the talk and yeah. don't, you 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 are an example so 
show that you're looking from outside show that you are not saying yes but that might by the way that's a trick that i learned from um one of the leaders that i was working with when somebody came in uh, in their office with with a problem or mm -hmm. a challenge uh, they would all they would never respond but yes but and, and and give an explanation they always would would turn the question around and would say ah okay so this is the challenge what we're having how would you solve it yeah. you know what what would be something that that you could do yeah, yeah. And you should never jump in and solve people's problems for them if you're a good leader you should kind of put it on them to figure it yes. out and then and then give recommendations based on that yes yeah. and and help them help them mm. with maybe you do a little brainstorming session when the person comes in okay for for three minutes let's go in the yes and how can we how can we solve this problem together mm. because at that moment you're also helping uh, that employee with thinking in a big way yeah. with okay and, and and giving that's maybe also one of the elements that really works well give people the permission to to take nano actions so we've just talked about you know it's better to to ask forgiveness afterwards but if you already give the uh, permission in advance even better if you can tell your employees um you all have a budget of i don't know hundred dollars or five hundred dollars if mm -hmm. you see an opportunity how you can help the client you have my permission you know if, if it costs more okay let's have a little chat but otherwise you can take your uh, own initiatives and do something because that's how you're learning the most as an organization because you as a leader you can't control everything so if you can give your people uh, an open mindset and you give them permission to to try out some things and also have their nearlings i'm <laughs> quite sure that your learning process will go a lot faster than if you try to control everything because then you get resistance uh, you have lack of engagement so the more you can leave opportunities and, and engagement to to your employees the more return you will have mm -hmm. so those are a few tips that you can do uh, that you can do as a leader yeah some great tips there i think definitely things people can go off and and try very quickly i love the vulnerability i think that that works really well when the the leader or the manager stands up and talks about nearlings or things yeah. that haven't gone well and and then that just kind of releases the pressure doesn't it you can see the the weight actually falling off people's yes. shoulders when they think oh i'm in a culture here where you know, the manager or the leader is a little bit vulnerable and they're willing to share yeah. these things I can yeah. share as well. And we can we can take some risks here and it's OK not to, to get it right every time. Mm, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And, and I think vulnerability is, is absolutely power. Yeah, it's, it's a strength. Some people still look at it. Oh, it's not good. No, I think it really helps if you want to have an engaged workforce. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's important. You've got to put yourself out there. Mm. Cyril, I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation around the change mindset. It really is a survival kit for professionals in the, in the digital age. So I so really enjoyed these three, yes. these three points. Thank you for sharing with, with the listeners. Um, just, to, just to close out, um, I always ask my guests to share one life or career lesson. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the things, yeah, at this moment, I'm 16 years self-employed. So okay. I also had uh, my nearlings. So <laughs> learning from nearlings is, is one thing. But maybe a very practical one that, yeah. that helped me quite well is uh, make sure in whatever position you are, and, and if you are a junior or you are already the CEO, building your network it's 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 huge it's 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 really important for example what i've done um in the 16 years every time when i've met a new person i connected to the person on linkedin so at mm. this moment i've quite a nice database i would say on on linkedin with people I from think I, I checked you out before the the show you're on about sixteen thousand connections yeah, something yeah, like that. yeah i'm, yeah, I'm around that yeah. that and some people say yeah but do you know all those people <laughs> you know probably some of them if we see them yeah. again I, i'm not sure if we would recognize them but i would say that that's 80% of them, they, they follow the session with me. I have a certain connection to them. And 
it really helps me. I'm self-employed, so I have my, my audience quite broad. But also, if you're working in a specific industry, just the lessons that we that we shared on uh, look from a different angle at the world. Sometimes it's really nice to have a kind of a sparring partner from somebody from a different industry. So if you have a broad network, it's a lot easier to find those people. And 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 you never know where your career will bring you. You know, even if you love the industry you're in, but thinking in the cross industry. I'm also sure that you can learn from uh, yeah, different industries if, if you have a good network. So spend a lot of time in, in connecting with people and uh, making sure that you know a lot of people. Yeah, it's, uh, you never know where those relationships can take you next. Yes. You might, you might not need them today, but, but build that network, build relationships. And maybe yes. when you do need something, you, you can then reach out to that network and they're there to help you. And, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. So Cyril, how can people get in touch if they want to find out more and, and feel free to kind of plug anything you want to plug here and uh, we can we can also put links into the show notes. Yeah, yeah. What probably would be good is indeed yeah. that you that you put a link because my <laughs> the best way to, to find me is my name, but it's, yeah. it's quite a, a difficult name. It's Cyril Cortleven. It's yeah. the first name makes it'll, a little it'll be on the uh, it'll be on the title of the episode as well for everyone. Okay, perfect. On, so, yeah. yeah. So have have a look there, CyrilCortleven.com. Uh, also, maybe the easiest way to reach out to me is indeed via the LinkedIn. I would love to to hear your opinion. I hope that you learn some uh, some lessons from here what might be interesting what i'm doing at this moment because indeed we are living in the the digital ages we are already living in it for a longer time but now with the whole pandemic uh, even more um, i'm setting up what i would call a change mindset tribe so okay. i would like to bring some people together also on an online uh, version so at this moment i'm, I'm creating an online training but i'm planning to to have a monthly meeting online so people from uh, all over the world they could also join talking about these topics you know okay. and making it even more specific so what can you do as a leader in this kind of project how can we go away from the status quo and and maybe go to a status go Mm. Uh, how can we create engagement? So I would love to explore these topics with a larger group, but I'll make sure I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. We can add it. And, uh, but just connecting. I hope that uh, I'm also will be able to, to travel again in, in real life to, to other countries. I love to travel so we can meet other people. Uh, that would be wonderful. Fantastic. Cyril, I've loved the conversation. Thank you so much for coming on Digital Transformation and Leadership and, and sharing everything you've, you know about the change mindset. And, and if you're interested, please do get in touch with Cyril to, to find out more. Perfect. Good luck, everybody, and uh, hope to see you soon. You've made it to the end of another episode of Digital Transformation and Leadership. If you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. No need to leave a written review, just clicking on the five stars is enough. I'd really appreciate it as it helps the show get found and it helps those listener numbers grow. And we'll be back again next week when we will again go behind the scenes with another top business leader to understand how they're digitally transforming their company. The Digital Transformation and Leadership Podcast is a Blue Aurora Media Production.